This is the second part of our interview with Ginger Arboleda, blogger, Manila Workshops Director, and COO of Taxumo. By now, if you were able to listen to the first episode, if you haven't paused this and go to the previous episode, you might have observed or listened or realized or discovered <laughs> that Ginger has answers to all your questions about business. So you might really think that, yeah, it's really true. Ginger is one of those serial entrepreneurs. You know, when she pops up an idea, it happens. Or maybe you're thinking everything that she touches is gold or something. So <laughs> she would laugh at it probably. But you might be thinking is, what does she think of herself as a serial entrepreneur? Because most of us use that term. Uh, to other people who we think is always jumping from one business to another. And Ginger is considered one. She's a blogger. She writes her blogs for Mommy Ginger. She also creates video where there are also guests. And I was one of them at one time. And for a time, the Manila workshop seminars and training sessions were just left and right. And now there's Taxumo and we are all, us users are very thankful for how Taxumo has been helping us. So you might be wondering, how does she define a serial entrepreneur being quote-unquote such? This is what this second part interview series is all about. I hope you're going to continue listening and learning from Ginger Arboleda. It's time to maximize Facebook marketing for your business. Lest the overwhelm, it's the Pin to Top Podcast with Anne-Christine Peña Redondo. Facebook is one of the top social media channels in the world. Well, you know that by now for sure. If you want to reach the people who will support your products, services, and tell friends about your business, Facebook is one of your best choices. I have a Facebook marketing strategy that you may read at anchorsteam.com slash Facebook marketing after listening to this episode. This strategy works with consistency and patience. Commit to this strategy and you will meet your business goals through Facebook. But if you want to get help, I am a call away. Visit bit.ly slash apply to work with Christine so you can tell me more about your business, its goals and direction. If you're a good fit for my help, I will send you a link to book a call. You started as a blogger, so with Mommy Ginger. Mm -hmm. And bloggers are also considered as influencers. So that means that companies trust you to share product experiences. Just yeah. like how, as normal as how you narrate via blog or even a video blog how you how's your day so i call it ginger's go-to what's ginger's go-to when it comes to featuring or promoting products well i have to feature products that i really believe in i think that's the only thing that i have in mind no? that i really believe in that i've already tried or am using and that i want to try <laughs> Okay. Yeah, because I can't really, I don't think I can be authentic when it comes to like suggesting to people. And 
I don't want to carry the burden of of them trying out a service that I didn't try or I don't believe in. So yeah, those are my rules when it comes to featuring products. Since you're a blogger, has it become easy for you to create content? Well, you get the hang of it, no? I think most of the things is really about developing that habit mm-hmm. for creating content. I'm a big productivity geek, no? So I would watch a lot of productivity videos. <laughs> I would write down notes and follow these things. So in creating content, I think it's about just like, having fun. Obviously, you have to have fun and you have to love what you're doing. It doesn't come naturally to a lot of people. No? Even if yeah. you push yourself because you want to earn, you, I think you really have to have your heart and your mind and your whole body into, like, yeah. into content creation. Yes. So yeah, so it's, for me, it's yeah, developing that habit. If you want to be productive or if you want to see like, results later on, it's about being consistent as well. So I've been consistent ever since like I started blogging 14 years ago. I still write at least two to three articles per week in my blog. Yeah, and even for my videos for my YouTube channel, I don't really mind the numbers. It's about me thinking like my mindset is is me like thinking that if I put out this content, I'm sure like even if just one person finds it useful, at least someone will appreciate it. And that's fine by me. I don't mind if it doesn't get the views that I wanted to get. 14 years blogging. Yeah. So, 14 years. Wait, there's, is there Facebook during that time already? Not, yeah. yeah. Yes, there not, is. And I think, not, not, I'm not sure. Not or maybe MySpace. Yet. Or MySpace, yes. Yeah, Friends. Or, Friendster. Yeah, like, I think Friendster was dying <laughs> during that yes. time. Yes, so probably you have I'm that one. Sure. And probably you have Multiply as well. Yeah, so. but I started blogging in live journal. I don't know if you've heard of yes, that. Yes, yes, I've heard yes, that so one. There. So, okay. so I was with live journal, and then we moved to Blogspot, and then we moved to WordPress. Now we're using WordPress. Yes, so... Okay, so there's MySpace and then there, you started in LiveJournal. During that time, you're blogging and then all of a sudden, there's social media as well. So there's now another way to promote your blogs through the social media channels. This is Pin to Top Podcast. So this is, yeah. this is in social media. So I'd like to know, how has social media helped only you as a blogger, but also your, your businesses and even events? I think... I see social media or I use social media as a way to amplify things. Yeah. So, for example, if I have a business, it really helps me get a lot of customers. No? Like, we're not obviously in hard selling. No? So the way we really market is really understanding like, what they want to hear, what they want to see, and then obviously using social media. And a big part of what we do in Taksumo is really about educating as well. And we've seen that. No? So we've done a lot of live sessions, webinars on taxation, on managing finances, and all of these things. So we use it that way. For Manila workshops, lifestyle, well, ads really worked for Manila workshops no? as compared to like Taksumo. Because for Manila workshops, it's a lifestyle company. So if people see a topic that they want to join and they want to like attend, they click on that and they basically attend, right? They click on the poster and they attend. So in terms of blogging, well, it's a source right now. It's a source of revenue also for me. 
I've been monetizing my blog, blog, and all of these platforms as well. And most of the earning that I have comes from sponsored posts. So I have direct engagements with different brands. And I think a big chunk of it really is from that. I would say like 90% and 10% from like, let's say Google AdSense and all of these. Sorry, 80%, 10% would be like from Google AdSense and 10 from affiliate marketing. Yeah, so that's how I that's how it benefits me and my businesses. Which social media channels do you use most? And among I know you have a lot. You have TikTok. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> and which, I know. Which, which is your favorite? Because I know there are there are social media platforms that you use, but you don't like them much. So, yeah. Which social media channels do you use most, and uh, which is your favorite? I think. I'm always well, I'm always on Instagram. I post a lot of things on Instagram and for mindless crawling, I also use Instagram yes. and Facebook. Well, and Facebook as well. But for delivering content, I think my favorite's YouTube, really. I love interviewing people. If you've seen my channel, I interview a lot of entrepreneurs here and even abroad. And I love meeting people. I love talking to them. It just inspires me. So I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, I think my favorite's really YouTube. It's still YouTube. And yeah, I'm always on Instagram. So Instagram. Yeah, you mentioned the YouTube. YouTube. So yes, you interview people. I think every week. Is that every week? Yes, I interviewed you yes, also. So, so, remember. So when you asked me, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> okay. Yes, every week I have one video released every Saturday at 2 p.m. here. Wow. Singapore time. Yeah. That is so, yes, that is so cool. Let's go back to you as a, you, we, they call it a surreal entrepreneur. Shawi Cortez is asking, as a surreal entrepreneur, what kind of business partnerships or and uh, business models do you enter into? Or do you, like, is that the first thing in your mind when you go into this businesses? Yes, I would believe so. I would think so. Like one, it should be aligned with my values. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned, even when you asked me about like what brands do I engage with, it's really about like what I believe in. I don't want to compromise my values for businesses that that are not aligned with it. So there. So and also next is purpose. I would look at the purpose. Like why should I get into this? I actually learned my lesson already. There were many times in the past when. I would like start businesses here and there. And then I realized that focus is also like critical when you're, you want your businesses to succeed. Mm -hmm. So right now that's why I'm keeping like, (laughs) I'm tempering myself from opening businesses (laughs) at this point in time. So I'm really now very focused on Taksumo. That's the main thing that I'm doing. And obviously I mentioned, I love blogging, so I can't live without that blogging and content creation blogging as well. So I can't live without that. So those are the two things that are top of mind. Another thing probably would be like skills. I would look at the business and see if I have skills in it or, yeah, but that can be addressed. So that's why I placed it like a little bit lower than like values and purpose. Because if you don't have the skills, then you can get a business partner. You can do something about it. But yeah, so I would look at that and assess that probably there. I would like assess if I have skills on those, on that business, Mm -hmm. that kind of business. Because obviously, if you don't have the skills, it would just take longer to start the business just because you just have to read up and build your skills and upscale. 
Yeah, and, actually, actually yeah. that's what I noticed when you said it's the skill. I thought you're going to say that, okay, do I need to learn from this? Like, do I need to take a course? Or like, you didn't talk about learning curve. What you talked about is immediately, can I get another person in? For this oh, yeah. Thing? So yeah. So do you, is that, I know it's also, like, do you consider that one? Like, what's my learning curve for this one? Yeah, definitely. I consider that. Because, uh, yeah, in terms of like the duration or the length of starting that particular business, it would take longer if you don't have skills in that aspect. No? So mm. it's something to consider, definitely. That's why I mentioned it. No? It really is something. Yeah, so in terms of like outsourcing, one of my values, just to add to, add to that, and so one of my values or one of my beliefs is really time, like, I value my time. Yeah. So I would look for things where I would gain my goals, like where I would achieve my goals and still have more time for my family, myself. And yeah, so, and yet still grow the business there. So yes, definitely that's something to consider. And another thing is also, I assess if it's something that I like doing. So I don't want to wake up one day just because of money, let's say the pressure of money and wake up every day feeling that like you don't want to do it because it's not something that you really want to do, but the money is what you want. So have the right reasons really for starting a business. Okay, so that is value, per values, purpose, skills, and do you like it? Yeah, <laughs> do you like it? <laughs> basically it makes sense are you I mean, proud of it like, yeah are you proud of it like are you excited if you get up in the morning oh my god i'm gonna create this yeah it makes yeah. sense this is another one from shawi are you more in the investment side or in the operations so i guess follow up on shawi's question on this is how would you know I know this is this is kind, it takes time for this, but how would you know if something on the business side is your strength? So that you would say, okay, no, I'm on in the investment side or I'm more in I, my strength is more on the operations. Okay. So I think for myself, I'm more of like a person who deals with like operations, product development. I love creating products, no. And I think as a business owner, it will take time for you to achieve that. Like, But that's a very important thing. No? You have to seek self-awareness if you're a mm-hmm. business owner. You have to know yourself. Mm-hmm. So you have to know your strengths and limitations. Because a lot of the decisions that you make will rely on how well you know yourself as a person. Yeah, it's true. So yeah, so in terms of like discovering where you are good at or discovering where your abilities where you could use more of your skills and your abilities it really is an experiment like you have to experiment and see if it's something for you and you really have to try because what we always tell our daughter if why will you say no if you haven't even tried so so it's the same for like business or business owners or aspiring business owners now if if you really want to know yourself you have to yeah you have to try you have to test you have to jump into it but obviously you have you still have to calculate the risks no um, yes. there are risks involved in starting like businesses if it's a small business then possibly it's a small risk mm-hmm. if it's a big business then obviously you're facing bigger risks and bigger challenges 
So there, but it's really about trying and seeing if there are things that you can try with less risks that where you would test yourself as an individual. Yeah, that's true. I'm getting the Zika memo here. How would you know if you haven't tried? <laughs> yes. <laughs> We always say that. So she, like, for example, she doesn't want to eat a certain kind of food. We yes. always tell her, why would you say that you don't like it if you haven't even tried? Right. And then she's gonna, she's going to eat it. So yes. I'm going to call that the Zika, the Zika memo. <laughs> Now it has a name. So, okay, a few questions here. This is from Mary Ann de la Cruz and Sweet Reyes Valencia. Because this is all about time management. Because mm-hmm. as, as everyone knows, you're not only a mother, a wife, you're also a blogger, a content creator, and you're also a business owner. What keeps you going because you do a lot of things and how do you keep up? Because you also mentioned a while ago that in doing things, it has to have, I need to know if I want to do yeah. this because I know myself. Yes. Well, what keeps me going? I'm a very competitive person, Anne. <laughs> See, I know myself. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but but no, I compete with myself. Like, I really want to do better every single day. I'm the type of person who never stays put when it comes to like uh, learning new things. If something excites me, I was telling EJ the other day, if something excites me, I'm really obsessive, right? When it comes to understanding it. So yeah, I see it like, when you watch Netflix and you love this <laughs> show and then it's like in my feed. Okay, she's into yeah. this. <laughs> so EJ, by the way, EJ is my husband for the listeners. Right? Yeah. So I was telling him, I'm really obsessive when it comes to like, like for example, like I'm trying to learn this Axie Infinity game and okay. then I got him interested. So we're both now into it, like super, super into it, like <laughs> trying to analyze like how to earn more coins, SLP, so all of these things. Yeah, so... I think that's what keeps me motivated. And also, obviously, like the end goal. So it's very clear in my mind what I want to achieve in a, in a few years' time. So I know like I want to retire at this age. I want my daughter to have a good future. And this baby, yes, my second baby, of course. So my kids to have a good future later on. So I'm very clear. And that I guess that those are the things that motivate me as well, aside from being obviously competitive. And yeah, so I think I'm very clear. Clarity brings that. Clarity really brings motivation as well. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Someone wants to know what's your typical day as a mompreneur because this is sweet. Time management has always been a challenge for her. So if you can give any tips, because I know she's not the only mompreneur listening to this one. Yeah. So I used to be a workaholic. So I was that type of person. So I would not stop working. But I really appreciate the fact that my husband is very intentional about keeping family time sacred versus like our work because we work together we live together obviously yes, that so, would, so all of, that would be challenge exactly so he's very particular about like work hours we shouldn't stop when when it's family time so i learned that from him i also learned like saying no to things that don't really matter don't don't actually give value and i mean which are not aligned with your purpose no that's why i keep on repeating purpose so So there, so my typical day would be like, I would 
wake up now earlier for some reason. I guess it's because At of this the, time? Because of the baby, I think. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, because of because I'm pregnant. So I would wake up earlier. So in the morning I would check my phone <laughs> and the and mar- the markets and I would check new videos on YouTube. So I have certain videos, uh, both productivity and crypto videos and financial videos that I would watch and also business videos. And then my work would start at nine. So I would meet with my team. And then since it's vacation, there's Zika doesn't go to school. So she's on distance learning. And then I would take breaks. I would take like 12, 12 noon is really lunchtime. And I would play games online. And then we would have like snack time also with Zika. And then, yeah, my day ends at six. And then after that, we would play or I would watch Netflix. I would watch videos again. And there, so that's basically those those times after 6 p.m. are our me that's time it. for yeah, everyone in the family. Yes, no more work. Okay. That's, yes. that's good to hear because there are people who, who would, it's, I find them, what, how do you call this? I find it intimidating if some people just say, oh, I wake up at 4, 3 a.m. and get things started. So I'm done at 9. So, and to me, I feel like they're, they're robots or something. And yeah. the, for, for moms, because it's it's always a struggle, right? You are we you are balancing things, so it's yeah. good to know that it's good to know that there are there are moms like you who are really intentional in putting breaks and putting yeah. together family time because that's important. Because again, that's that's what you value first and foremost. Because you're clear with that one, Ginger. Last two questions for you. Sure. Uh, people are saying and even. Because I've read articles aside from your your blog, because I stalk you. That's that's how I do things. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how I do work. So people are always saying that you are a serial entrepreneur. So how do you personally define the, that that term? Well, a person. Well, a serial entrepreneur is a person who has a lot of businesses. No, but for me, really. What I've realized along the way is that even if you're a serial entrepreneur, you need to sort of focus on certain businesses, get them off the ground, try to sustain them, and then create your next business. You can't really, if you want to create your next business, yes. no, you can you can just stop and that's it. So, so yes, I guess that's my own definition really of a serial entrepreneur. Yeah. Creating creating businesses, but really focusing on like what you on mentioned. one first, on yeah, one, first. one or a couple first, yeah. Okay, Ginger, what's your favorite quote that really inspires you every time as an entrepreneur? I think one of the things that oh wait quote oh I really like Jeff Bezos's believe it's day one because I read this book I forgot what this. Bezos Letters or something like that, uh, the, the book entitled Bezos Letters. And in that book, basically the author was relaying like how Jeff Bezos would write to his shareholders, to his investors. And he would always refer to the first day, the, the first letter, basically the first letter. So at the end of the book, it was basically the author telling the audience that, that Jeff was always pertaining to believing in day one. So for me, as an entrepreneur, I always believe that 
every single day is a new day where you get to learn new insights about your customers, about your team, about yourself, about your co-founders. So yeah, so I guess in terms of that, that's what really matters I, for me, no? And it's about like rediscovering also and always sticking to the values and principles that you set forth on day one. So if you're in that position, and I hope that Taksumo really grows to be a large company later and a bigger company later on, I know that I'm comfortable with the fact that people will have the same values and the same principles as what we had from day one. Thank you, Ginger. Those mm-hmm. are wonderful insights. Thank you so much. <gasps> Every every time I have interviews in the podcast, I always tell my guests that it's always tempting to keep this to myself. (laughs) But of course, after a few hours, I regret what I say. But anyway, (laughs) this is going to go out. So thanks so much, Ginger. I I learn a lot from you every single time. So I consider meeting you as always as day one. Thanks so much. Thank you. Almighty Father, thank you for the business you have enabled me to begin and sustain. Enlighten my way in leading and inspiring people engaged in the business organizations, industry, and communities that I serve. Allow us the mastery of your will for the role you would want this business to play in your divine plan. Provide us all the resources, human and material, for this enterprise. Sustain us financially for growth and development and keep us humble with our successes and innovative and creative in our endeavors. Help us in our crises and guide us in every step we take as we run and manage our business. Let our business involvements be models of inspired integrity and allow it to bring good health, wealth, and prosperity among your people. Bless our business partners, clients, and suppliers. Give us the faith and confidence that we can accomplish even what seems to be impossible. Move us to dispense all our actions to be full of love for you and the rest of mankind. In Jesus' name, Amen. Creating a podcast show is a challenge. Good thing I have the best ally. Thanks to ValuePod Productions, headed by two amazing ladies, Sam Mercado and Eloy Almolicido, for helping me create my shows easily. Have you been dreaming of launching your own podcast, but don't know how and where to start? Let ValuePod Productions Podcast Editing and Management Services help you effortlessly launch, syndicate, and grow your podcast. Message us at facebook.com slash valuepodproductions. ValuePod Productions podcast editing and management services. Humanizing personal connections through podcasting. That's a wrap for this week's Pin to Top. Tell us what you think about the show. Send in your rating and comments on your favorite podcast platform now. For questions and suggestions, email pintotop at anchristine.com. That's P-I-N-T-O-T-O-P at anchristine.com.
Thanks for listening and have a great day!